I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's episode 53, and I'm Coco the Inspirationist. I'm so happy you're here. If you're here, then you understand the need to nurture our creativity and to tap into that life source that's within all of us. I have been on a journey for almost a decade now, seeking and searching for the things that unlock the potential that I can feel inside of me. And lately, it has been coming through so clear, one thing after another. Uh, If you tuned into last week's episode, I shared a very shiny download that came through, Women Who Wander. It appealed to my desire lately to gather women together, and I shared all about how that magical idea came through and how I made it happen in a matter of two weeks, which is so huge for me. And I think that it taught me a whole bunch and it stretched me. You know, I consider myself a recovering perfectionist and holding on to ideas and my work before it's quote unquote ready or good enough or done enough Uh, is my kryptonite. It keeps me in the shadows. It keeps me from shining. And I've decided that the only way to combat that is to share the behind the scenes with you. Because I think truly that's what I love to see in businesses anyways is the messy middle. Because let's face it, none of this is easy. And no matter how beautiful my artwork or how tidy a podcast episode sounds like none of this is easy for me and I just wanted you to know that if it's not easy for you it's okay you're in great company and it's all worth the effort I believe you know when we learn new things about ourselves what lights us up it's always always where the magic is when you follow that taking inspired action has been kind of my my North Star for a few years now, especially ever since uh, Coco the Inspirationist, the download to embody this, you know, higher creative self came through and to build a whole brand around it and in hopes to encourage you to do the same inner work to excavate your creative self. I believe we all have a creative self and just like taking care of our mental health, which is very important. I mean, if you've been here for a little while, you know that my mom is just tragically sick with bipolar disorder. And, you know, I've, I've completely disconnected from her. And I feel so grounded and rooted and grateful to be where I'm at with that. Because, you know, I I say to my husband, like, if things hadn't gotten so bad, I don't think 
I would have been able to actually distance myself the way I have and so much peace and joy and abundance and inspiration has come from that disconnection that space that I've taken with her that it is like such a gift although completely tragic and so our mental health is obviously so important and our physical bodies moving them cherishing them adoring them taking good care of them, fueling them well, resting them. That's all so important. But I think that we're missing a piece here. And as I have leaned into this idea of having a creative self and almost like I was thinking about it the other day, like separating it and giving it a name, giving her a name, Coco. Coco is my wildly creative, inspired multi-passionate self and giving her a name and kind of making her outside of me or separate from you know me Courtney Walsh has really helped me reach and embody that version of myself and I think I know we all have uh, the the capability to access that and it doesn't matter what interests you it just matters that you give it attention and time because that's where flow can live, right? Like we can find flow in all sorts of places, but I know for a fact that I find flow while I create. And so that state of flow is so beautiful and nourishing. And the more we can find it, the more at peace our nervous system can be and our souls can be. And so I'm here to remind you every time I show up here, that you have a creative self and you need to just keep reaching for her and nourishing her and nurturing her and honoring her in all the ways by playing, by resting, by giving yourself, the th- by learning the things that delight you and by giving yourself those things. So that being said, I wanted to share a little bit of what's been going on since the last time I recorded. And the last recording, I shared all about Women Who Wander, which was this beautiful experience and this unveiling of um, just beautiful revelations for me. One being, I learned that gathering women together and hosting women in a nourishing way, in a deep, connective, intuitive way is is one of my zones of genius. I had a feeling, but I just, taking that action and hosting it, it it was so clear. So I know that about myself now. And I love that. And I can't wait to play with that in a million iterations. And that also opened my eyes to, I was asked enough times if we were planning on building our A-frame on our property somewhere, that it allowed me to question, like, is it actually a no? You know, and it, and it invited the question in. And so my husband and I revisited it, wandered up there and checked it out. And it's actually quite a possibility. And so we are now actively seeing if the land is viable and if it, it really is what we're looking for. All of that came through 
as as a result of saying yes to the women who wander download and after women who wander that following week i was still in this like buzzy high place inspired place and i ended up going to this little consignment store that i had been wanting to go to since they opened in may and it was just this beautiful uh breadcrumb like trail of breadcrumbs you know I had to go to the walk-in clinic because I had poison ivy and after I did that I was like you know what I'm gonna stop by this main street mercantile and there happened to be two beautiful parking spots right out in front which allowed me to just easily pull in and in that moment I was like thanks thanks for that universe that was so easy this is such an easy yes And I felt guided and I went in and I started talking to the owner and the concept of the space is like he owns the business and he has a booth and his wife have a booth, but there's also other vendors in there and it works beautifully. It's a model that I'm sure you've heard of and it's very common up here, but I had never considered it for myself. To me, it's just all like um, antique resale vendors for the most part. And so as I'm talking to him, he, because I am in this like magnetic, um, open, receptive, high vibration, he decided to tell me that him and his wife were actually expanding and going to a new location and doubling in size and having a cafe in the front and a place for classes in the back And uh, in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, please let me put some murals in this space for you. I will bring it alive. And he was just like, yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden he goes, but you know what I'm thinking? And as he said it, it was like I was struck by lightning. He was like, you need a booth. And I was like, I need a booth. And all of a sudden, my brain started firing and I was like, holy shit, I need a booth. And I started kind of like figuring out, like he started telling me about how much it costs a month and what the cut is. And, um, and I was, I was reeling, I was reeling, like he was telling me things and I wasn't really like absorbing what he was telling me because I was just like, what would my booth look like? And oh my gosh, like, man, I actually do want to show up in my physical world that's been a goal of mine in this season and I want to sell my work and you know I went on this big mission to launch my Etsy shop back in April for my birthday for my whole birthday month and it was a beautiful launch and I was really proud of myself I'm proud of all that work there but it always felt like a should and it still feels like a should like I should be on Etsy like my work should be on Etsy but the thing about Etsy is like I'm not selling that much because it's not like in the algorithm very much. And, you know, I'm just, I sometimes, I just don't think to work in it. And frankly, it doesn't feel so alive. That being said, you are more than welcome. I would be so fucking thrilled if you went and checked out my shop and found something that spoke to you because my work feels alive my lettering and my messages and all my art feels so alive but the platform of etsy feels a bit 
should shitty to me. So it makes sense energetically that it's not really jamming, you know? But now this idea for the shop came through and I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And I know I've spoke, talked in the past that my husband and I have been antiquing lately on like date days. It's been really beautiful. He stopped drinking in December to tackle his depression and I decided to stop drinking too because I'm a take it or leave it drinker and I just really wanted to support him in this. And so instead of when we go on dates, we had been, you know, like totally normal and lovely, like going and sitting at a bar and having some drinks and just talking and connecting. Well, we had to figure out something else to do. So we started antiquing. And the thing about our area is there's tons of antique shops. And that model of like multi-vendor spaces is very common. And we just love digging. And it was a way for me. He's always kind of looking for tools and stuff. But it was a way for me to play in the possibility of the A-frame because I want to build an A-frame, right? So that's new construction. But I want it to feel layered and, you know, storied. And the way I plan on achieving that is sourcing antiques and vintage finds. And so it's been so fun to be, you know, looking for little pieces. And I have a little box in my closet where I just, you know, what I don't, what I didn't want to do is fill up a part of my house with a whole bunch of stuff that for a home, for a house that we haven't even figured out where we're going to build yet. But I did let myself have just a little box and I've found some really interesting things. And so as this idea for a booth came through, I was like, holy shit, I get it now. Like I can truly play in the possibility of this A-frame and put all the things for Camp Coco in this shop and I can add my touch to it and add my art to it and frame up my prints and put them on the on the walls and I can paint a mural and I can brand this with my branding skills and all of a sudden it was just like overflowing out of me and so I've decided that I'm going to be having this shop be called Camp Coco General Store and just building out the brand awareness for Camp Coco as Camp Coco comes to us. And in the meantime, just sourcing interesting things, repainting stuff. I mean, it is like one part hand-painted vintage stuff, furniture, dressers, what I I can see potential in so many things. Mirrors, like I've I've already started and it's incredible. Um one part just vintage finds, some interesting things that I've found that I want to put in the shop. One part mural, one part um hand lettering and artwork on the walls with vintage frames. And it's basically like all the things that I love to do in one physical spot. And for, for me, that just like clicked. 
it's like everything that I want to do, I can do. And, you know, if you come to my house, you'll see my fingerprints everywhere. I have, you know, planters that I've painted and added to and my art's on the walls and I've painted furniture and it's, you know, sprinkled around and like my fingerprints are on so many things. I've repurposed so many things and now I get to actually do it for other people and while also creating this Camp Coco vibe, this vintage camp, campy vibe and it's so joyful to me and on top of that I'm super excited to start making some handmade home decor I'm gonna get a cricket and I I'm so excited I'm gonna be making pennants I don't know if you've seen on my Instagram feed anywhere but there is this green pennant that I made out of felt that says camp on it and it's like I when we moved up here and we were blazing the trail starting to blaze the trail around the edge of our property I found this stick that was shaped like a big seven and this the, like the short part the top part like as soon as I found it it was like a big branch I just imagined a pennant hanging down that said camp that was like at a campsite that we w- would create in the future on our property and like the download came through so clear and I spent a whole weekend just like hand cutting out all these pieces of felt. It's really interesting. The lettering is like faceted and it's like my favorite colors and it's got like a drop shadow and some triangles and it's on like a stick hanging in my room and I love it so much. And I'm asked from time to time, like, do you make these? And I'm just like, that thing took me all weekend. There's no way I'm going to just like sit around and cut and it's so funny it's like I didn't even consider until this idea for the booth came through I'm like wait a second I can make these pennants with a cricket (laughs) for like a measly $400 I can get this cricket that cuts felt and just start making really cool camp stuff and then that's when the idea came through for like this area in Maine the word for like having a second home, no matter kind of what it is or what it looks like, it's always called a camp. And so I'm sure there's other places in the country that they do that too. But up here, it's like, oh, up at camp. Oh, we're at camp. And like, it's not necessarily like a camp ground or a camp. It's just like, that's what people call this like second, like vacation retreat. And so my vision is to create all sorts of stuff with the word camp on it to, you know, so people can come and because there are plenty of shops around here because we're pretty seasonal that have like all the stupid uh, plaques that say like what happens at camp stays at camp, you know, like all those stupid things. And I want to like elevate it and bring my hand lettering to it and just like write camp on all the things and make t-shirts and hats and pennants and like all sorts of stuff and so that feels so exciting and alive to me and it allows me to play in this idea of camp coco actively while selling my work while creating while being open and receptive and talking to people and telling people about camp coco and showing them my mural and it was so alive in me and as soon as I said yes and opened that portal and started looking on Facebook marketplace 
the things that came through were incredible. Like I went to look at a vintage sofa and I ended up getting incredible, like an incredible china cabinet and buffet that have these beautiful legs and glass and like that I'm going to refinish and add some black paint and have some beautiful wood sticking through. And it's just the things that came through, I would go to these to these meetups for like one thing and create a relationship. And in my excitement, you know, here's the thing. Enthusiasm is so delicious and so contagious. When you can find somebody that is excited about the thing that they're into, you just want to be part of it and support them and cheer them on. And that's what I'm finding. Like, I don't know if you buy things on Facebook Marketplace, but instead of just hitting the button that says like, is this available? Is this still available? I make sure to put in it like, I love this piece so much. This is exactly why it inspires me wildly and I can't wait to put my fingerprints all over it. Can't, and, and once that is open, like one time, it was, the, it was actually the first thing I picked up. I said, you know, that there were these two chairs that were beautiful and they're wooden and they need some work and her father made them <clears throat> excuse me but she just like needed them gone so she listed them for for nothing she had them on facebook marketplace for like $200 and when i found them she had just taken the price down to free because she's like they just need to go i need them out of my space and so i was actually going down to paint my first mural at that like day and I was going to be gone for a couple days. And I was like, I told her, I made it like so clear how inspired those those pieces made me. And she decided to choose me over like the three other people that reached out. And she's like, for whatever reason, I loved your enthusiasm. And come to find out, she she sews. She uh, they had like a fire in their house, and she's she's slowly they're slowly putting it back together. But she didn't know what to do with the walls, and she ended up, I ended up saying like, please invite me back over. I would, I'm really great at gallery, gallery walls. Like, let me help you. And it's turning into this beautiful, she's an older lady. She must be in like her sixties. She's lovely. And she, I, and she told me that I inspired her wildly and she is totally a portal for me too, because like I went over there, she's going to sew some pillows for me for the shop. Um, she let me go through like all her stuff and she gave me a whole bunch of stuff for free like this beautiful antique mirror and a painting from a local guy that she has very terrible feelings about because it was from her dad but she doesn't like her dad so she like passed it on to me and I love it and it's like boats in Portland and I love it so much and it's just when you connect with people that is where the magic lives. When you share with people what's going on in your life, when you share with people what's exciting, people are so much more willing to open to you. And it has been my experience every single time. Like I went to go get a bookshelf and I saw this like mid-century modern bar cart in the garage that I ended up getting for $20. And it's like, that doesn't happen unless I prime that pump. And it's not malicious in that way. It's just like 
giving people enough information to opt in to support you. And I promise you that when you do and you share people, share your excitement with people, it is a gift to them. I remember back when I, what was I into? I was really excited about something. And I was taking my kids to preschool and I dropped it off. I dropped them off. And on the way out, I was talking to this dad that I, you know, bumped into all the time. And I ended up telling him something like I was really excited about something. I think I had gone to like an event that Kathy Heller had hosted in in California and was on the heels of that and like wildly inspired. And I don't really remember what part of my, uh, creative journey I was on and what I was learning, but I think it was hand lettering and I was just like really jazzed. And I told him a whole bunch of stuff that I was like into, like that I was inspired by. And he had to like get to work. And so he's like, okay, I gotta go. I'll see you tomorrow. And I felt very like, so such a vulnerability hangover, like oh, why did I have to like, he probably is late for work because I was just like talking too much and being too much and I'm too much. I mean, this was like five years ago now, uh, which even saying that out loud is like really beautiful because I would never, I've worked so hard on standing in my own power and having the audacity to shine that now I look at that old version of myself and be like, oh, poor Courtney, like, But the moral of the story is I saw him the next day and I felt compelled to apologize, which I would never do nowadays either, that I hope I didn't take up his time and that I'm sorry I talked too much. (laughs) I even hate saying these words out loud, but he gave me such a gift. It was such a pivotal moment for me. I'm glad I did all that because he gave me this, this nugget of wisdom. He said that never to apologize for something that lights you up because it was the best part of his day he's like I don't get to interact with people that are so enthusiastic and so inspired on a daily basis and it was a gift and from that point on I decided to stop apologizing for myself stop feeling like I'm too much and just trust that 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 I don't need to control their feelings that if I just show up in my power, in my enthusiasm, in my excitement and joy and inspiration, that it's actually a gift to the other person. And they can choose to, you know, you know, remove themselves from the conversation if it gets too lengthy, but uh, it's not my job. My job is to be fully engaged and fully activated. And I thought that was such a gift. And so, so as I started started collecting things, I'm just just like every time I'm just having this like more magical and more magical experience with these people selling stuff, and my and I'm going to Goodwill and having incredible time finding such interesting things that I want to like put my stamp on, and it's just been so joyful. The idea of spending money in my business has never been easy for me, but for whatever reason this this shop has opened up a portal for me and I just was able to call in so many beautiful pieces and um, my shop was is is filled with just excellence I'm so excited Uh, 
now, <laughs> a couple days ago, um, I and the timeline here is that I decided I September 20th was when I met the guy and the idea for to having a booth came through. And yesterday, which would be the 13th of October, I found out, or two days ago, I found out that it fell through. The, the lease for the property fell through. And all of a sudden, all this incredible inspiration, and it was the same day that I like set up a painting zone in my utility room and like I was ready to just go at it for the next couple weeks and like create all this beautiful stuff for my shop. I had, I have such a clear vision. And then I just found out that like all of a sudden the bottom fell out of it and it's actually not happening. And I was so disappointed. And I, I made sure to share that on Instagram like immediately because like it's a bummer, you know, it, I learned something new about myself that I am the type of person that has a a shop and that my work deserves this place, this space. Isn't it interesting that like all these ideas during this season of the intersectionality of creativity and space, like I'm actually physically having a space. And so I wanted to share that the, the lease fell through and for a good 24 hours, I was just bummed, just bummed because I was like all in. And I kind of felt like, I, whoa, I just filled up my garage. I just like way overcommitted. And it just, it's like all this inspiration is just like untethered. It's just like floating around now. There's no like foundation for it. But I've learned something about myself that I, I need to follow this. And so I just am staying rooted in the knowing that this is really important for my journey and something is going to come along. I I don't know. I did hear from the guy, the, the owner of the business, and he is not letting go of this idea of having like the shop the cafe, the classroom space. And I wanted to, you know, support him and be like, it is really a good idea. I hope you can find another location. I really want to be part of this. I want to help you bring this to life. And he said that he's not going to go out, go down without a fight. So he's going to keep looking. And in the meantime, from the very beginning, I treated this as an exper- experiment. And I am just seeing this as part of the process. I know the right fit is coming through. Like the vision of my shop is here. It's done. And I'm actually really grateful that like I can take the, my foot off the gas because, you know, I only have two weeks until it was supposed to open. So it was just going to be like crunch time getting all this stuff painted and organized and over there and framed up and all this stuff. And so I'm grateful that I had like this initial burst of activation where I called in all the pieces. I called in the vision. It's super clear to me what I need to do. And I just now have a little bit more space to do it. And 
I don't have words to explain other than I just know that something else is coming. Like I wouldn't have been given this opportunity to learn this next puzzle piece of my business out if that was, you know, the end. There's no way. Also, I do want to say like my brain immediately started being like, well, do we just get a shop then? Do we just take on a lease ourselves? Like trying to fix it. And I've been just talking myself out of like, we don't need to fix it. We just need to trust and surrender. Something is going to come come along. There's plenty of places around here with that with the model of like multi vendor. It's just that they're mostly they're mostly vintage shops. They're not like little businesses. And I'm just kind of waiting for it all to be revealed. You know, like we also live in a very um, what's the word like. Uh, seasonal place and it's fall and people have retreated from their vacation homes and even though the antique market up here stays very solid throughout the year um, you know maybe the winter is not the time to go on this endeavor and maybe this is just a gift that I get to just like hibernate this winter create all this beautiful work and come out in the spring with just full beauty that feels so alive to me so you know I wanted to share this because it's part of my whole platform of pulling the curtain pulling up you know going behind the curtain and sharing the messy middle I am so excited to open this shop it felt very alive for me it felt like the thing that I needed to put my energy into to keep working towards energetically calling in the A-frame. And I still believe that's true. The vision for this shop is so beautiful with my mural and my work and just my eye for design and creating vignettes. And I just want to bring it to life. And so I'm using this as kind of like a time capsule. And I don't know how it's going to work out, but I am fully trusting that it will be revealed and the experiment is not over yet it hasn't even hardly started but all I know is I have everything I need and I'm excited to keep myself open and and just like the a-frame I'm playing fully with the idea of surrendering and trusting and letting the breadcrumbs you know, waiting for the breadcrumbs and knowing that they're coming. You know, I was, I was talking to, I was having a conversation for the podcast with this amazing woman, Karen Cook out in California. She has the Wildflower Collective and she hosts beautiful family retreats and parent meetups and workshops and family suppers. And she was just like, you know, if, you know, you, you, if you're enjoying this, then you're already winning because isn't it so beautiful to just enjoy the process? Like, yeah, my life right now is so abundant. I have so much inspiration. I have so much joy. I have so much enthusiasm. And like, isn't that it? Isn't it, doesn't it feel so good when, when you're just like fully lit up for something? 
And so I don't get to know how it ends yet, but I'm here for the ride and I'm here to share all the details. So I just wanted to let you know that's what's happening. Um, the next couple of weeks, I've got some awesome podcasts. Again, Karen Cook from the Wildflower Co- Collective. And I also did a crossover episode with my friend Hannah Carroll. She was on the podcast last, I think last season. And she's a mindset coach. And she has a podcast called the Life Bits Podcast. And so she generously shared our episode with me. So I'll be putting that here in the feed as well. And um, yeah, I'll just be sharing all the, the, the details of how this shop, you know, unravels and how the A-frame comes to life. And I might even after this episode, I mean, after this um, season is done, reimagine how I show up here. I've had a nudge lately to figure out how to make this feel better and easier to show up and less daunting of a task. And so I am going to start playing with that and still give you all this awesome inside, uh, you know, inside my brain, behind the scenes stuff, but maybe in a different capacity. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to let that kind of reveal itself as well. But the big thing is, is like just setting an intention of knowing that something is coming or if, you know, like with the podcast, I'm like, how can this feel more aligned? Like there are no rules here. My friend Hannah is a great example of that. She's like, I don't edit my podcasts because I just want to get it out there. And and I feel like I need to minimize the friction. There feels like a lot of friction. Um... So I'm going to start playing around with that. Maybe, you know, I've always thought the, I, I always have wonderful ideas in the woods. And so maybe it turns into a wandering, you know, a wandering talk while I'm walking in the woods. Maybe it is more of like a voice note to my future self. I did that from the tub the other day and that felt really exciting. You know, just leaving a note for myself for the next day to be like, hey, future Coco, hey, tomorrow Coco. I need you to know this. And so I'm, I'm kind of exploring lots of options to see about showing up in a more aligned way here. So stay tuned because I'm, I'm always bubbling over and I feel like I don't capture it well, like good enough. Um, and I want to capture it better. So anyways, in the meantime, you can go over to Etsy, check out my shop inspirationist art i'll link this in the episode notes i'm on instagram at coco the inspirationist and i would love to hear from you dm me um if this is touching you if you enjoy this podcast and this behind the scenes look at me building my business and my most beautiful creative life please leave me a review it would mean so much it would help get the podcast out i would love to grow this podcast and uh, every little bit helps. So I hope you have a wonderful week. Next week, we'll be back with, uh, next two weeks, we'll be back with conversations. And in the meantime, I just want to remind you, you are enough. You are worthy. You have a creative self. Go take care of her. And I'll see you next time. Bye.